and welcome to episode 13 of The Manic Podcast. With me, Liam, and sitting opposite me through the internet is the ever-wonderful Tobias. Hello, Mr. Mandy Pants. How you getting on? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you, diddling? I'm alright. Lockdown hasn't sent me 100% crazy yet. You were pretty far gone before lockdown, to be fair. Yeah, I think if normal life hadn't broken me properly <laughs> lockdown wasn't gonna really do much more no no it's just a respite really anyway yeah isn't it good. yeah it's just to stay inside and not feel bad about watching lots of telly and movies yeah i mean it's something that we we both do quite a lot of anyway but now people can't really moan at us about it <laughs> yeah now other people can't go oh you should have a normal job yeah yeah we don't see you on the front line <laughs> 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 you know yeah, the, war, the war against germs <laughs> the war against germs yeah i suppose yeah <laughs> yeah but that's not great <laughs> is that how history will look back on 2020 the war against germs no it will be looked back on as the year the world freaked out over toilet paper that was actually quite small that it in in retrospect that seemed like a massive deal about five weeks ago. <laughs> but at the same time, like, obviously we're both on TikTok a lot. I still see a lot about, every time someone talks about the coronavirus, you just, there's toilet rolls. They still seem to be prevalent in the image of it because that's what, that everyone knows that happened. That's yeah. like, that's the joke that you can kind of get away with still. Well, I suppose a lot of people have a lot of toilet roll still. I don't. Well, you're not a lot of people. <laughs> That is, you know what, never has a truer statement than said. I am not a lot of people, although I'm about the size of maybe two small people. Two and a half. I'd have been insulted if they were normal sized people. (laughs) But they said small, therefore not insulted. I mean, off podcast, just before recording this, we did point out that if we were in the Lord of the Rings world, I would be one of the dwarves. And some people would take, take insult from that. Not me. I like my food and I'm quite angry. Yes, you are. Uh, couldn't you be? Off, I don't know. Because, I think I no, because I'm actually, I'm not tall, but I'm, I'm just average. I'm just a man. I am just. just be, or, you're just one of the humans. I won't have anything exciting going on. It's, it's quite depressing when, in the world of like, like um, Lord of the Rings or Fantasy World or like Dungeons and Dragons, you just end up being placed into the human category. <laughs> no, honestly, I think at most, the best I could hope for is like Faramir. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Or that you know yeah. what you be you be one of the dwarf ones, but the ones who just look like they're a normal person. Like I'm king of the dwarves, but you look normal. You don't look like a dwarf. Nope, I'm the king of the dwarves. That was sort of all of the hobbits, though, wasn't it? That's just because none of them were small people. But, but no, I mean in the film, because in Lord of the Rings, they cast Peter Jackson purposely cast people who would look proportionate when shrunk down in the CGI. So he got particularly small people who would then be cast as hobbits, but then made to look smaller. But they look they have a proportionate look about them. Yeah. Um, and likewise, elves, the actors playing elves were normally quite tall people, generally speaking, like Lee Pace. He's quite a tall person. Uh, yeah. But in The Hobbit, he didn't really bother. Like a lot of those actors who play the dwarfs, a lot of them, they're not small people. I mean, Aidan Turner. Yeah, he's not exactly sure, is he? No, and it's like you just you didn't put the effort in. <laughs> Am I making up? Was Russell Russell Toby wasn't one of them, was he? 
He no. wasn't, was it? No, he wasn't. No. James Nesbitt. That? Are you thinking James Nesbitt? Is that where you're getting confused? Not sure. Not sure. I mean, Russell Toe just jumps into my mind every now and then. Why well, not? That's, that's good in the bedroom, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I keep things fresh. Oh, Toby. <laughs> oh, yes. I just pretend to turn into a werewolf really badly every now and then. That's the that secret was... to my relationship. For anyone who's a bit confused now, that was a reference to being human, not the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. That we and were also, just to complicate that even more, the UK version as well, not even the American version, which a lot of our listeners are American. So the UK version of being human. Which, honestly, is original and best. Oh! Yeah. Hey, I don't, <laughs> hey, you know what? Anyone who, anyone who wants to say that the American remakes are better, in between us. Um, in all fairness, though, it doesn't look at your face. Vicky Gervais says that the American office is better. I'm not sure. Actually, I, I, don't. I mean, I haven't seen enough of it, both of them, but that, I think that is a general consensus of, that the American one has be, gone beyond, hasn't it? Well, it went literally beyond. It went yeah. so far. Yeah. And we had two series and a couple of specials. Speaking so. of Ricky Gervais, have you seen any of Afterlife? I've seen season one, but I haven't watched any of the new. Obviously, season two came on about a week back. We finished yep. it... Uh, couple of days ago and it's the same kind of humor as Derek so it's very real very dry humor yeah. like I mean the whole story is that his his wife has died of cancer and Tim dealing with it which does in itself doesn't sound like it should be a comedy but it works very well but we finished season two re- really enjoying it um I'd like to see if they're going to do a third season and if so what they do with it did you yeah. like the first season yeah no it's very good uh I do think it shows that Ricky Gervais, not that he, I mean, he's always been a good writer, um, but I think he has matured as a writer as well. A hundred percent. I mean, I like a lot of his work, but I think I prefer his, I would say serious comedies, but I don't mean serious comedies. I mean, comedies about serious things, because Derek is quite straight laced. It takes itself quite well. When we're talking about Ricky Gervais stuff, though, I still have fondness for The Office over all of them. Yeah, I have uh, never watched all of the office. That's my thing there. I when I watched it and I binge watched it. Yeah. Uh, I there was just so much I could relate to in my workplace at the time. Yeah. Uh, and everything I I think especially with his early work, the office and extras. Although I I'm a bit hit and miss with the old extras. Yeah. Uh, I think I I'm glad they mixed I've up since, the second I've season. Seen some of extras. Didn't really like all of the first season. Second season got into it. But I think what both The Office and Extras have in common is a lot of it could be deemed throwaway, but it all builds to a perfect emotional moment. And yeah. that's what the payoff, It just you just have that payoff and it makes the whole series worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, I think he's very good at that, which is why, against popular opinion, I'm not that fussed about Derek because I think he tried to force that in almost every episode. Yeah, I do get that. I mean, I like Derek. I, I, I think it was generally it was well written. He did quite well with it, but it does try to be funnier than it needed to be at times just to do it. Like unlike Afterlife is a very real life. It's just it yes. rose. It rose along naturally. Nothing really happens that makes you go. That's silly. Why would that happen? But yeah. Derek did have moments where you could predict it and go. That you're going to do that for comic timing, and they did it. I mean, Carl Pilkerton was in it a lot as the the, um, the janitor. Yeah. He he did a lot of unnecessary stuff. Yeah, but um, no, I mean, I, I really like Richard Ray's, and I do think I like his more realistic, gritty comedies that he started doing now. But like, it'll be good to see what he does next. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything else to comment on that, but yeah. No, no, no. It's just one of the things uh, I've watched lately. I tell you, what did you watch? Because this is something, this isn't really geeky. So, I, well, actually, I suppose Ricky Gervais stuff isn't really geeky. I don't know if no, that not really. No, no just but um, watched Friday Night Dinner. Yeah, I've uh, finished it now. I think that was the last episode, wasn't it, last night? Yes, yeah. Uh, well, I know that one of the actors thinks it was the last one ever. But uh, the writer's gone. That's news to me. I intend to make more. <laughs> I can understand how they would think that. I mean, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. We will discuss the episode a bit. Obviously, the big thing is both the boys are becoming fathers. Yes. So I can see how someone might go, this is the end. Because I actually said to Amanda, this would be an ideal end. Because well, they had, you know, it works quite well. That's what Simon Bird has said. He basically, Oh, wow. Yeah. Because... You look at it, because one thing, I absolutely love Friday Night Dinner, but yeah. I always, sometimes the whom, especially when the boys wind each other up, it's, it goes too far a lot of time and it's just too silly it for me can sometimes. do, yeah. Last Mind night I really it, liked it because it yeah. actually, it held itself back. There was no unnecessary jokes for me. No, uh, but the, the two boys, when they come to grips with the fact that they're both going to be fathers, they're like, we're yeah. going to have to grow up now. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll still do that, won't you? And I'll still do this. And it's like, yeah, yeah. No, and also, I, I think you recognise one of the actresses, one of their girlfriends. Did you recognise Johnny's? Yeah, it was Pearl Mackey, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I spent a good minute going, I know you. <laughs> I know you. The thing oh, is, your I companion. Do I do that with everything. And the problem is, I do that, spend a lot of time looking at people on the internet to find out who they are. It says, I don't know them. They just look like a person. <laughs> I'm like, I know you. Have, and Amanda's like, hey, you don't. You don't know. I'm like, I do know them. I Google them. I'm like, I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew her because she's a Doctor Who companion. Indeed. Uh, I, I, I didn't recognize the other one. She is. From, she no, I, from I don't know her. Uh, it's Paul Mackey that I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Simon Bird. I tell you what, he's someone who I could see at some point playing a hobbit. He's got a hobbity look about him, I think. Which is ironic because the guy who plays Johnny would be an elf because he's so tall. <laughs> yes, but he's not a cool. He wouldn't be a cool elf though. That's no, the problem, he, he'd, he'd be the outcast, the one that lives in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> the dungeon i don't think i'll yeah. do that <laughs> he, he's not he's not allowed out he's oh, not no, no. No, you know elrond's like no you must stay inside you're embarrassing that's yeah. my impression of him okay elrond i mean it wasn't was play, played by hugo I... weaving who's got a very distinctive voice and i don't think your impression well, thing is, is all justice i pulled a name that i knew was definitely an elf that wasn't <laughs> legolas and then was like i know this is one i can't remember who it is who they're played by so this is the voice you're getting <laughs> <laughs> okay well done you <laughs> but no um, Friday Night Dinner I really like the episode um, and I'm I will be interested to see what they do because it would have been a logical place to end it if they wanted to but also it opens a new a whole new door of well, what they the could do is, they tend to do a series about every two years yeah um, and I wonder even if I mean two years they're going to have babies I mean they will have yeah like one one and a half year olds or whatever uh, and is, it would make sense like writing point of view to do a series like late on pregnancy of how the boys are dealing with like the stress of the partners who are pregnant and because that's that's quite yeah, I could see a lot of situations you could write from that yeah um but I guess I think we'll too. skip to them just having babies yeah because it's not particularly a series with a lot of depth right <laughs> No. Uh, I honestly, because I saw a friend had said, did I just cry at the episode? Yes, I did. And I was like, uh, there was one point when they were around the dinner table and there's 
cracked glass in the food. <laughs> and I, I, and there was a way that the dad was looking. I was like, oh, are you going to kill off the dad? Is he going to eat some glass and like kill himself? Because that's that's quite a dramatic way for this series to go. Well, they've, they've already had a big series death. Yeah, was not one of the nasty, main characters. Nasty grandma. And I, I called it. I called it very quickly as soon as they brought her in. I was like, they're going to kill her off. They're going to kill her off. Yeah, but their nice grandma died in real life, and they dedicated that last episode to her, didn't they? I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah, that. No, they did the dedication. Um. Yeah, no, so we've actually talked about two little subjects, none of them actually that geeky. <laughs> well done. Oh. That's all right. I can, e- I can shift this towards something instantly more geeky. On Do our that. last episode, we had just, just started watching a couple of series. We yeah. started watching Vagrant Queen and War of the Worlds. Yeah. Right. War of the Worlds is finished, and we've both finished it. We both finished it. I finished it first, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I kind of binge-watched the last few episodes just after you. Yes. What did you think? In the long run, I have two comments. One, I enjoyed it. It really got me hooked by the end of it. Two, it's not really War of the Worlds, is it? No, I've read that uh, several reviews on it since finishing it. A lot of them saying it's War of the Worlds in title. And that's it. And the fact that there's aliens. Yeah. But uh, And also, I can't remember if I actually said it in the last podcast. I didn't want it to be an ongoing series. I just wanted it to be one and done. And no, no, to be continued. (laughs) When the series ended, I was on my own because I didn't watch that one with Amanda. And I just said to myself, oh, Tobias won't be happy. (laughs) No, uh, I'd already guessed by the, basically the start of the last episode, I was like, this isn't finishing anytime soon. (laughs) There was no no roundup. There was too many open stories. Yeah, it's like there's no rush here whatsoever. I mean, the thing is, I'm 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 on the same page as you with the sense of it's annoying that they didn't wrap it up because they could have. But at the same time, I am enjoy- I like the world and I'd like to see what they do with the next. And I'm wondering because I think the logical step for them for the next series is they've got to up the aliens. They've got to go beyond the dogs, surely. You'd imagine. You'd imagine, but, this, but they they have also got. We're now looking like we've got hybrids going on. Uh, we've got Blind Girl who can see. Uh, also is having a vision of the most annoying character in it, but apparently oh. they're going to have a kid or something together. The, the, the annoying son thing. Who I, it's bad when you have a character, you're kind of going, please be cannon fodder. I just want you to die. Just, I just and want you know what? You're in the so way. Ma- so many chances they could have. <laughs> yes. But no, no, because you've got a future now. Apparently you're going to get her pregnant and apparently you're both okay with that. So obviously he would be, but I don't know why she is. Because <laughs> he he is significantly younger than her. Yeah, it it's yeah. a bit weird that she'd be up. For I it. <laughs> reckon that is not going to be how it seems. I reckon the aliens will harvest DNA from both of them and plant it in her. So he, yeah, it is. I think the vision. I think the vision is not a literal thing. I think it's the a vision of like their minds together. But, nice idea because I don't yeah. like the idea of them two together, but I disagree. I think it's gonna it's literally what's gonna happen. I just think that's gonna be very or die. Weird. Either that's gotta happen or, or they're gonna die. Yeah. I you know, it's, it's gotta prevent that. To see that happen would be weird because he is a lot younger than her. Yeah. A lot younger. He probably I don't know, I haven't checked what the actors are. But it look he looks too young again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean it didn't up its happiness at all. No. Um and I was Spoilers, I was gutted when Helen died. I didn't even know I liked Helen that much. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was like, I, at no point in the series was like, yeah, Helen. But when 
she came in with a gun into the gym that um, the blind girl was talk- was kind of like yeah. communing with this this um, dog alien thing. I-, I was like, oh no! And then the moment it shot, her, I was genuinely gutted. I was. I think it was because... more. For the- I think it was more for the husband though. I yeah. I think looking at that group of characters who were there. Yeah. She was the expendable one. Yeah, I think I, I, she had no story really, and they did the classic thing of they made the pair argue, and I kind of went, ah, you've made them have a big argument. Are you going to kill her off before they can reconcile? And they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell you what, um, this will segue into something else a bit later on. The guy from the hospital, Ash. Yeah, the actor keeps pop. I'm seeing him in loads of stuff now. Oh yeah, what else is he doing? Well, he's. I don't watch it, but I've seen him in the adverts for Brassic. He's one of the group in that. It's got Joseph Gilgon no, no. from Misfits. Brassic. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's not it's not geeky. It's a comedy, right. I think, where they're all broken. They just, I think, do hit and runs and stuff. I think they've become burglars or whatever. But he's just one of the group. Uh, but he's in a, he was in a film that I watched the other night. But that is something I will talk about. So I won't okay. just segue no, into it. Cool. I'll let us finish about uh, War of the Worlds first. Yeah, well, I say as a whole, I was... I kind of shared your thought on it was a bit predictable that they didn't end it and they've dragged it out for another season. But at the same yeah. time, I I did have enough intrigue in this world to go, oh, okay, I wonder what they're going to do next then. Because yeah. I, I like I like all these these things where you have big sprawling shots of empty cities. It yeah. kind of fascinates it fascinates me. I mean, we're pretty close to there at the moment. I was going to say, it's, yeah, but, you know, the, the only the only thing pulling the war of the world's cities from our war of the world cities is every thursday night they don't do a huge clap in public in there and, and we, we do at the aliens moment. i mean i can't prove that no i think that would be on the news <laughs> i don't know the no, 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 no. yeah but the thing is it did wipe everyone out in one go one that hit and true. everyone died who was going to die at that point that is true that, that didn't is true. happen and that's actually quite scary the fact that that everyone outside, except for the annoying kid who apparently was outside, but still survived. We we don't know why yet. We haven't been shown no, how he survived I, yet. No. And I uh, reckon they won't. I reckon they're just going to go with for some reason he's immune. Yeah. Because it might... feels odd showing how the sister survived of the like researcher, but yeah. not him. No, but the thing is, the researcher, uh, the sister of the researcher, isn't like in the plan is she like him and the 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 blind girl because we don't know the blind girl if she'd been outside she might have survived but because that she wasn't true we that don't actually true. know that element yeah that's true uh because they're obviously they've clearly got a plan um i don't know it is it is interesting i do quite like the robotic dog things yeah they are pretty and generally whenever they're around i do get tense yeah so from that point of view i'm not sure what they'd bring in that would make it more tense. Well, the thing is, it's a question of are they how are they going to try and link it to classic War of the Worlds at all, or are they a hundred percent going to keep it away? Are they going like are they somehow going to bring the the um, tripod things in, or are they fully ignoring it? Because I'm getting a the feeling they're not. No, I the the more the series goes on, the less it feels like War of the Worlds. Um, and including, I don't think that will be the ending, the classic ending on how it finishes no, I, no. I don't know what it will be um maybe maybe it'll be a version of it because a lot of alien things do have that sort of 
idea yeah. to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, I'm intrigued in another series, but I do think they've got to do something new with the yes. aliens. They've got to have another form or another, not form, because I'm not saying the robot dog should turn into something, another alien. If that makes sense. Step it up, yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, I was perfectly happy to have a very slow-paced series with the odd appearance, but you need more for another series? Yeah. It, they'll have a purpose, that's if, the thing. If we ended a second series we're after the same pace as the first series with not a lot going on, then a little bit of a revelation at the end, I then I'd feel annoyed, outright annoyed. I feel that there's got to be something big in season two for there to be a third season. Yeah, you'd think. You know, it's it's too small scale at the moment to yeah. be thinking. I mean, for me, I wanted it just to be one season only. I'm sort of where it's left it off. I am like, all right. I'm interested to see where you go with this. Yeah. But I don't know if I can be bothered to stay interested for like if it goes seven seasons, I'm kind of probably not going to still be on the journey with it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, they need to change the kind of pacing at the very least if they're going to try and make it more a longer running series. You have to up the ante. Yeah, um, I agree. And I'm not sure because it's part British, part French. I think is it a part? Yeah, part British, part French. I think. Um, I don't know if we as Brits make that up the ante vibe very well because we don't not, have not as well as classic series. American style. No. No, Americans know how to do it pretty easily. <laughs> uh, their TV culture is basically everything. Um, no, whereas agree, we, we are used to six episodes and normally only a couple of series. You know, for it to go for it to warrant a third series, it needs to do something pretty spectacular in yeah. series two. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I, I mean, War of the Worlds is a very subtle series. It, it, all the action is when it happens is very compact. And very, they choose what to show you very carefully. It's a very subtle series with everything it does, compared to something like Vagrant Queen, which is very in your face. Yeah, have you watched the third episode of that? I night? haven't even finished episode two. I, I keep, I've sat down a couple of times to do it, but I disliked so much what I saw of the second episode. I've kind, I might have to start it again. Right, because last time on podcast, because we've talked about it on podcast we'd yeah. only watched the first episode so yeah. we didn't get to discuss the second episode on podcast this is now where we should have had a third episode i have watched the third episode oh okay and it's my favorite of the three. Oh, okay but i do believe it's because it's got very little a leader in it it's basically the uh the two sidekicks who i yeah. really now can't remember their names <laughs> um a may a may is the like mechanic girl yeah and I isaac is the other isaac. one isn't it? those two are trying to find a leader and they're okay. trapped and they've got a robot thing now as well. It's one of those is... ones I, 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 I will give another go to, but I think I'm going to have to start the episode again and not just carry on. They've introduced this little robot thing, which I can't, again, not good with the names, uh, but it's actually got quite a bit of attitude. Right. So, and it's very useful. Um, and when they, they've got it, they've got it in the ship. Um, and your mechanic girl is going, look, it can do this and it can do that. It's like, shall is, I... it the, is it the little one they found in the prison? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, had, I thought, are they going to bring it on board? It's like, would you like me to run a diagnostic of everything that's broken? And like, yes, do that. Basically, everything is broken. Would you like to do a full rubric now? We don't have time. So later, <laughs> when um, Isaac and the girl are trapped on the roof, they're basically, like, oh, I could, it could fly the ship. And it's like, yes, I could. 
if you'd done the routine power boot like I asked you to. <laughs> you have to do that manually. <laughs> I w- I'm going to give it another go. But yeah. I, the problem is, the first half of that second episode, it disheartened me so much with you how cheap it was. You didn't get the karaoke. That's the no, thing. I didn't. And that's, I think that would have cheated I, I think I will crack on with it again. Because I didn't massively hate episode one. I just saw its weaknesses quite easily. <laughs> I, it's, got, it's a bit of a struggle. But I think there's enough going on in it. I will watch episode four. Normally there's something that saves it. But I did find there's a whole scene in episode three just in a shop. Just yeah. looking, looking at the snacks. And actually, that's some of the best dialogue I've had in three episodes. Okay. And it's just like, it's a bit, it feel, felt a bit more real. Okay. Um, and that worked for me, I think. It kind of put it on a slightly new level on it. Well, I'll put it, I'll put it on my list to carry on with, as, as well as actually sitting down to watch Emergence. <laughs> yes, because that was your idea to watch. The thing and... is, I do want to watch it. And, and I know I'm going to be able to now, because I also want to watch Avenue 5, and I can't, so. You can't? No, because it's on the box sets of Sky, and I don't have access to Sky box sets. I only oh. catch up. See, that's where we're a bit different because mm. I have access to the box sets, but I can't watch films. Ah. So, so I got annoyed recently because it allowed me to download the film, but then not watch it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I can. I've got access to the box sets. Yeah, not, no. not every box set, but Avenue Five I can watch and did. Yeah, because we, we went. We, we went to watch start watching series one today, and then. I forgot we don't have access. I didn't realise it was on the box. I thought it was still on, like, the catch-up bits, forgetting how long it had been out. Yeah. And um was generally quite disappointed. But we, we've watched today most of season one of Killing Eve now. Oh, okay. So you're on that now. Yeah, because so... we, those were the two that we put on our list for while we're in lockdown. Watch Avenue 5, and now that's kind of on the back burner until I can find somewhere to watch it. Um, well, and... Before we move on from Avenue 5, because we can't talk about it because you haven't seen it. No, no, no. I did watch it. I blitzed it all in one day. Yeah. And honestly, I thought it was great. I've seen a lot of people bashing it. And I think that's just because it's a comedy. It's a half hour comedy. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's got to be, you know, that's all about taste. But I just think Hugh Laurie is just fantastic in almost everything that he's in. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it ever crosses a line. And I think the effects are quite good in a kind of cartoony almost realistic way it's sort of it's i definitely recommend it and i think they are making a second series i do hope yeah so. i mean i um, i would definitely watch it when i can access it yeah but, um no we, we we so instead we went on to killing eve and we've just watched episode six just before kind of setting up for this um have you have i take it you've seen it i'm up to date completely okay cool because they're on episode they've just done episode four of season three haven't they yeah so there's so, a lot going on. And I think is I not to the thing it. is the thing is I I pretty much know base plot things because of Gogglebox over the years. Yes, that I that's one of the reasons I don't watch Gogglebox. It just <laughs> spoils everything. Like there was a moment in one of the episodes I just watched, which I, was the, my first introduction to Killing Eve because I saw it on Gogglebox, and I was like, I know this bit. I've seen this cliffhanger. I <laughs> had that with Peaky Blinders though. There was something in the most recent series. Where I saw a character who was very much alive, I'm going, but where I've just, you're dead. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but um, we're really like, really liking it. We will, we'll watch a load more tomorrow. And I'll, I mean, we've said this off, off podcast. Uh, the writer of it, Phoebe Waller Bridge, is mm-hmm. the writer of the new Bond film, and it makes me yeah. more excited for the Bond film. Yeah, although I've got some news related to that as well. All right. Well, Bond. Um, 
obviously it's a universal project product, isn't it? Ah, uh, I think yeah, I, I think you know what I'm going to say yeah. as well. Yeah, obviously they've they've annoyed a lot of cinemas at the moment, who have said they're not going to show the universal products anymore. Yeah, but that's not in this country. No, that is true. That is, but still a big th- issue for Universal. Yeah, but have you seen the knock-on effect? And it's about one of our favourite series. What's that? It means that the uh, Walking Dead movie with Rick isn't going oh, to cinema anymore. I have seen it. That's. I think that was actually the title of the arc I clicked on. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so now it might because they, because they've chosen to basically just bypass it, or wouldn't they, and not wait wait out the lockdown really and just release things online which you've talked about being a good thing but apparently the the thing is i i think it is a good thing because from the cinema's point of view their actual argument is you're taking money away from us and i just don't think that's a good enough argument okay i don't think you've looked deep enough into it amc this is about amc which is yes are going bankrupt in america they might no longer run as a cinema yeah so the fact that the products which are being put online Rather than it going to them, I but think at the same, I think it's a deeper rooted issue. I, yeah, at the same time, I still don't think it's a good enough argument because we're in a lockdown. They right now they wouldn't be able to show it, and the point is, by the time this lockdown's over, the film, one of the films, for example, Trolls, would have come, out, would have would have finished airing anyway. There, there's no logic to them holding on to it. They'd announced a release date for it, so yeah, it can't go to the cinemas, but they still need to make it available to people at that point if they can. I and, and they the, the I thing like is. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I I think is it's unfortunate that a company is going bankrupt, but they cannot blame that on a solo company. They can't. There there, no, there are other. It's factors about agreements, it. though. It's a it's about talking to the the people. They yeah. did it without discussion. You know, yeah, and it's... I just think when like from Universal's point of view, they're just one chain of cinema. They shouldn't have to talk to every cinema when they want to do something with their product. It's like what's. It's like it's like it's like it's like Walkers going. You know what, Tesco's? We're not gonna we're not gonna give you this crisp anymore. And Tesco's going, oh, we're gonna lose money from that. No, it's like there's lots of other people. They there there are other chains of cinemas though. Yeah, who haven't kicked up a fuss. I get that there's there's financial problems there, and it could lead to that to their, and it probably is gonna lead to their their dissolving i just don't think it's a good enough argument when it's at the end of the day it is universal's product yeah it might have been a bit of an unnecessary move for them not to talk about it but it's their property to do with what they want really no that would be (laughs) no that would be like um tell you what you think i'm gonna have a drink while you compile your argument okay i'm not sure (laughs) parties take a moment okay (laughs) i don't want to talk to the camera see liam's gone liam's gone liam's only wearing a vest today he's at his ultimate sexiness <laughs> i think i don't know it's not even that hot today but he's just wearing a vest but now i'm talking to the microphone i'm not thinking about the argument <laughs> <laughs> you too busy chatting to the camera yeah i forgot to think about, about the argument, argument. <laughs> right i'm glad i saved us time by getting a drink <laughs> no you haven't put it this way some cinemas are yeah. hamstrung by the company so let's say warner brothers yeah Back when I worked at a cinema, yeah, uh, there was I, I never watched it. It was uh, like a CGI film about owls. I can't think what it's about called now. Uh, do you remember probably, that? Pro- no, but probably somewhere with the word sanctuary in it. No, it didn't have the word sanctuary in it. Uh, no, basically, I remember there was a legal thing that a cinema had to show this film fifty times in a week, whatever it was, because if they didn't, they would not be allowed 
to show Harry Potter, which is a big moneymaker for everyone. All right, yeah. And it's that thing of those companies, like Warner Brothers makes that. They kind of go, you have to show this, else we won't let you have that. Okay. Chains have deals. They have to do so many things to get the films that they want so that everyone makes money. Yeah. And basically, that's all the companies. So basically, what AMC theatres have basically gone is, well, we had an agreement. You weren't going to show stuff, but you've just put these stuff out. We can't make money from that now. Yet you can do it the other way around. You could say, well... If you don't show this, you can't have that. But it's all right for you for us to mo- miss out. Yeah, no, okay, I get we that. Now, don't, now, when the cinema's open, we don't have those things to show. Because you've, you've already put it out. This is true. But at, on, on the same part of the argument, they're cutting the nose, nose off as well by going, we won't show anything f- in the future. Like they said about James Bond. They yeah. Said that it, so it's like, well, don't if, if you're going to throw a, hit, a fit about that, which I understand a bit more. I, th- I think it's more that they are going under. Yeah. That particular chain, I mean, the other chains, like Odeon, they're not going out of business because they already have the money. But AMC Fit Cinemas are actually, yeah. they're going to, they might not still exist at the end okay. of this lockdown. I mean, I, I get it a bit more now we've spoken about it, but I, I, I still kind of feel that as if you're a film studio and you've worked on these films, they're fully completed and sitting waiting for release it makes logical sense from their business point of view to release it to someone while, especially while we're locked down. But, but I get, I get that it's not fair on the cinema. We've already discussed, I believe on podcast, the fact that isn't it a good thing that they've actually waited for black widow. They're, they're not releasing that on a video. I I guess it's one of the things where there are two sides of the argument, but you know, like on the, the moral side of it, the universal are in the wrong because you shouldn't break you shouldn't break an agreement simple yeah. as but i get it because at the end of the day there's the the nasty argument of they're a business and they are trying to run a business and if they can make money from it in a time where most of the world it can't they should but i get it's not it doesn't make it okay yeah but i guess it is that thing going on a different analogy but it is the same analogy we're in lockdown and isn't it annoying when you know someone who's broken lockdown you're true. when you're be, when you're being good and you're keeping the rules for the sake of everyone but other people aren't yeah i suppose other people suppose. are seeing their families or are seeing their friends and you're yeah. like well why am i in why yeah. am i stuck inside not yeah, seeing I people that. i suppose the extension to it is from again it's devil's advocate for universal is them as well going yes we could hold this film back until the lockdown finishes but at we don't know when that'll be. That could be months and months and months ahead. What if it doesn't shut down properly? And then it makes me think of if if me saying, well, it maybe if it was a bigger film, I'd care more. But say this was last year when Endgame came out and we went, you know what? This isn't coming out tomorrow like it's meant to because it's locked down. Instead, we might have to wait three or four months or I can stream it to your telly. Business I point would, of view, I would I'd wait. stream it. Would you? I'd, See, I'd, I'd stream it. No, I'd, I'd no because, it. right. You have to understand, me and you are very different because I go to cinema whenever I can. Yeah, because true. that is because actually, I'll use an example. It's not particularly a film that we talk about, but Gravity, the film Gravity, yeah, was made for IMAX. It is, and it's it just it's not the same on the. Yeah. On the I suppose TV. again, from an audience point of view, because our lifestyle situations are very different, I am more likely to take the opportunity to watch something at home. Because I get less chance to disappear as it to the cinema. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, but this this but, carries yeah. on the whole thing of we have. I won't mention them on here, 
Uh, I'm dead against people, uh, and I'm sure you have done this, uh, bootlegging. Not bootlegging. You haven't done it yourself. But streaming things that you shouldn't have access to. Yeah, yeah. I have before, but not for a long but time. I am yeah. dead against that. And to be honest, we're in the industry. We should be against it. Yeah. The, the person that we know who re- repeatedly watches all these new films, he's in the industry and he shouldn't. But he doesn't get it. He's like, it's available. Other people can see it. So therefore, I should. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but you're actually technically stealing. You are stealing. because you're. So- this is ironic now because not the bootlegs, but they are the companies themselves are now just uploading the shows yes. and saying you're in lockdown, watch them, which is strange. Cause it's like, well, surely you should be trying to save it until you reopen. Yeah. Instead of letting these people see them for free. Yeah. Or I, I for mean, a voluntary donation. Obviously this is a thing where like streaming services like Netflix can just pay a, a big whack and get a brand new film. But that does mean, I mean, they were talking about putting things on Netflix and other streaming devices at the same, on the same day as being yeah. released in the cinema. And the cinemas were going, but we're going to lose so much money. <laughs> That's true. Well, I'll tell you what, it'll be interesting to know what the listeners think. Do you think Universal has a point or do you side more with the cinemas? Do you, lovely people as the listeners, think of it? And you can comment over on our Twitter at The Manic. Two ends. Very, Very important. important. Right, the film. The the film that I saw the guy in. Can't remember his name, but he plays Ash in War of the Worlds. Have you seen the film called The Titan? I don't think I have. It's on Netflix. It stars Sam Worthington uh, from the Avatar films and Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black. All right. And uh, basically, it's about a science-like soldier regime where... It's got Tom Wilkinson in it. See, I don't like this because you're Googling things, aren't you? I can yeah. tell as I say things, you're Googling because you've got your whole computer set up now. Yeah. And I don't like it because you're not paying attention to me anymore. <laughs> I was just seeing if I recognise the poster because if I, yeah. sometimes I don't know the title. So I was like, but no, I haven't seen that. Basically, uh, Earth is at such a place where there's no point. We can't fix this. Yeah. So it's just like we also haven't really got the funding or the ability to terraform other planets yeah that's just not a realistic thing so they look to the the moon titan and go right rather than terraform this which will take however long and we might not be able to why don't we change ourselves to fit that environment oh so they basically get a load of soldiers um, well, they're not soldiers as such, but they, some of them have been. They're all special forces, whatever. Uh, and they go through trials. Uh, Natalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones is in it. Um, and a, a load of them. And they basically compete. And they're being fed with this kind of, not well, yeah, drugs and all these different things. And they're adapting. And they're basically becoming a new life form. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's essentially a one-way trip. Because the idea is that they will survive on Titan. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about the rest of the film, but it was just I actually quite liked it, to okay. be honest. Um, and the, the guy who plays Ash in War of the Worlds, he's in it. He's one of the people going through the training, uh, but he doesn't take quite as well to it because <laughs> there's a thing of it. It changes your it heightens you. So if you're an angry person you become angrier right so he he's a bit of an angry person at the start of it so as he gets as he starts to transform 
he gets a bit violent. Okay. That sounds interesting. And it says on Netflix. Yeah. No, it's called The Titan. Okay. Um, I watched a film last night. I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've seen it, yeah. Yes, it's Quentin Tarantino. Um, and I wouldn't say, as a, as a rule, I'm a fan of Quentin Tarantino's films. I don't like dislike them, but I wouldn't say I follow them. But I didn't know anything about this film, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, did you say you had seen it? Sorry. Yeah, I've got it. What did you think of it? Um, I don't... The, the thing is, Quentin Tarantino films never end up being exactly what I expect them to be. And in a lot of cases... You can have an entire film and you go, that was quite a good film, but I'm not really sure what happened. Oh, really? Yeah, as in it's kind of a sprawling story without necessarily a, a definite end. It's just, yeah. it, it kind of is, it's just like a, it's artistic, sometimes confusing, sometimes, <laughs> a bit of a, sometimes a bit of a jigsaw puzzle. This one seemed, I mean, if you read and know the real events, it seems to go against real events. It seems to be its own Directly. little... For, for anyone who doesn't know the film, first of all, it's, it's got uh, Leo DiCaprio, uh, Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie in it. Um, and it's set in nineteen kind of like six, the 1960s and ends in 1969, which is the year of the Tate murders by Charles Manson's followers. Um, and it, the whole film is littered with the whole Manson-esque moments. Um, but it doesn't follow that. It follows... Leo, uh, Leo DiCaprio's character, who is a West a Western film star, kind of struggling with starting to become a little bit un, kind of what's the word, unneeded. He's, he basically he's fading out. Cin- of, cinema, he, cinema's moving on, and he's, he's got to not. keep up with it. Yeah, and yeah. it follows him and his stunt double played by Brad Pitt, yeah. um, who I followed really well. I'd, I've never been a massive Brad Pitt fan, but I really like both the characters, and obviously like you, you see you see. Um, Leo's character kind of trying to film a new, a new Western thing where he's he's kind of having to adapt the way he looks and all that. And I found the film really interesting. Yeah, it does um, end completely different to how the actual events go because obviously the completely classic one. Different. Completely Sh- different. <laughs> well, the whole point is the whole point is the the, the Tate murders don't happen. Yeah, it goes, because basically it's essentially because an alternative timeline. Basically, because the attackers go to the house next door. So it's all a bit. It's a weird choice. The thing is, really. I enjoy. I enjoyed the whole film. It took me a while to get into it, but I enjoyed the whole film. But the last like twenty minutes is something else completely. It gets very gory very quickly. That's quite terrifying, you know. But it it, it goes from that. quite a light-hearted, fun, sweary cowboy film to Brad Pitt smashing a woman's face in against a wall. Um, but I I did enjoy it. It it and it I did while watching it. I was going. Like, oh, who's that person? Is that based on a real person or was that? So I, I learned quite a lot about that whole time while watching it. And I really enjoyed the film. Um, and I say, I, I've never been a huge Tarantino fan before, but that really... Have you seen... Me. What have you seen of his work? Because well, I've got every, everything is, I don't think I could name you what is Tarantino. That's the problem. Right. Shall I name them? You name them. Tell you if I've seen right. them. Reservoir Dogs. Not seen it. Pulp Fiction. Seen it. And did you like it? Did you not? Yeah, like I like it? Pulp Fiction. I think yeah. Pulp Fiction is it deserves its kind of cult classic status. Yeah, uh, Jackie Brown. I don't know if I've seen Jackie Brown because I feel like I have, but I, I can't remember. Like it. I think it's one of the best ones he's done, to be honest. Um, for being slightly less iconic, maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, the two volumes of Kill Bill. I tried watching the first Kill Bill and I didn't like it. 
But it's one of those, again, I might go back to now. It's been a few years. See, this will be something which backs me up on what we've talked about earlier. I will typically have a lot more time for a film I've seen at the cinema. Oh, really? Because it surrounds you. It's there. It's in front of you. You can't. Ah, uh, she. No, yeah. I, pref- I, I, I do like the cinema experience, and I think it, if it's a film I've been waiting to see, like a big film, then yeah. yeah, I do like to see it in the cinema. But at the same time, I like to have control. I like to be able to have my. I like to be able to single myself in. Like, I like to sit on my own and watch a film. I like to be able to put my headphones on, contr- pause it if I need to pause it. I, 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 I do enjoy the cinema experience, but I also do like having my own space at home and being able to. Yeah. I like that. That's why I buy the films yeah, afterwards. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> sometimes, uh, I, I've gone, like, for example, when I went to see, I saw most of the Harry Potters at the cinema, at least three to four of those films were, I wouldn't say ruined, but massively tainted because there were idiots in the audience with me. Yeah. And yeah. for me, I, I would rather have seen them at home and enjoyed them on my own than had them ruined by other people. I, I get that, and um, that's the unfortunate side yeah, of it. It's the risk, isn't it? But then you can watch it at home with the wrong person. So <laughs> that's why I wait till they're all asleep. Yeah. Uh, carrying on with the films. Yep. Um, what did we get up to? Oh, yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm possibly going out of order now. That's all right. Uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, it's in it. Thought it was right. Quite good. Uh, the Hateful Eight. Is that the one with like Samuel Jackson? Is that the one with the snow and they go into a cabin? Yes. They, I, I haven't seen all of it. I keep mean, I watched the first half. Really liked it. Fell asleep, so I had to. Went, meant to go back to it. Just haven't got around to it. I like the film. I like westerns. Uh, though. I wasn't leave. I don't like westerns. Yeah, I wasn't. She... I like Django Unchained, yeah. but I don't really have a lot of time for Hateful Eight. But the thing is, uh, I think that was what I liked about um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is I liked the story because I like seeing all the actory side of stuff. But I also like the fact that it based around the whole western stuff. Yeah. That bit wasn't because it's more the Hollywood side that I was mm. interested. Um, and the other film is Death Proof, which honestly I think Happens is a death proof. pile of rubbish. Don't bother. Happens Sorry, Tarantino fans, but it is terrible. So, I mean, actually, I think I'm misrepresenting when I say I'm not a fan of Tarantino because actually the ones I've seen, I have liked. I just yeah. they're not they're not films I would I would say I rate in like my top ten or twenty. I no, I think. You have to, even if you don't particularly like Tarantino's films, you have to respect him as a filmmaker. Yeah, you know? yeah. they're very identifiable. You, you, yeah. you know, if you're watching a Tarantino film. Well, I mean, you can tell he's passionate about what he does because I, literally, I finished it and I instantly went to YouTube to see if I could find any like reviews on it by people, see what they thought of it. And what I actually watched was a 14 minute interview with Leo DiCaprio and Tarantino, just yeah. um, in one of those classic white background interviews, answering random like questions from google but the problem is tarantino would get carried away with every question end up talking for eight or nine minutes about each thing um but you could tell he was really passionate about it he's a very passionate person considering it was it was between that and the new pet cemetery Hmm. very different very different style films haven't seen the pet cemetery i haven't yet and i will do at some point because obviously i'm a i'm a stephen king fan so it'd be interesting to see what they do with it yes yes but um what actually quite weird because i watched a stephen king film yesterday and i didn't realize it was a stephen king film. oh what was it <laughs> lord mower man <laughs> is that stephen king yeah it's based oh, on wow. one of his stories and uh i watched both the lord mower man and its sequel i saw your status saying you're watching it and you remember it being better i have very 
happy memories of Lawnmower Man, which is how come when I saw both films for just two ninety nine, I went, <laughs> must get this. Um, I take it they haven't aged well. Is that the problem? Well, it's all about virtual reality. And no, it hasn't aged well at all. Well, the problem uh, is we have that now to a point. Yes, and this is very... I mean, I think people, and this is what I try to... When I'm watching an old film, I try to think, okay, forget that you're watching it in 2020. This came out in the 90s. I mean, yeah, it's talking... It's I think talking, you do have to play... You have to place yourself, don't yeah. you? But even then, it's a very tedious film. Uh, it takes a long while to really get into it. It's not the greatest acting. It doesn't It doesn't even... Ordinarily, it doesn't look good. Right. It's just, it was a bit of... So I had this thing of, I really used to like this film, and now I don't. Yeah. I went straight into watching the sequel. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. <laughs> but I, no. remember, I think we had a very brief conversation about Lawnmower Man at some point. Yeah. And I remember you saying that the second one wasn't as good anyway. It, well, they've completely changed the... Well, they may have not had a choice. Different actor as the Lawnmower Man. Yeah. And also, I can see... I just I didn't need to see what date it was released at by this time clearly uh jim carrey was at the height of his fame and they needed someone who could act like him uh and even though it doesn't fit because in the original lawnmower man job is nothing like jim carrey nothing like him in the slightest but they've got someone like who could do basically a jim carrey impression to play job in the sequel and it basically ignores the first film completely. Right. And it sets itself in the future, so we've got flying cars and all that kind of stuff. But the future is like 2002. Just let me out the window. <laughs> no, nah, we, we're definitely missing them. We've barely got normal cars at the moment. It's, it's just a terrible, terrible, terrible film. Oh, that is not good. No. And I, I went into it without the, the nostalgia love that I had for the first film. <laughs> so yeah. it was like... So I, I didn't... That. Spend the greatest evening last night. It was a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> Especially after your vampire. Hey, I didn't realise how upset people would be over my choices of vampire film. I know. You caused a commotion. I really did. I right, I have a lot of vampire films. And I picked out five that I was going to watch on Thursday. Because Thursday, since going in lockdown, has been my movie day. Yeah, I get that. So, and it wasn't even necessarily picking the best vampire films. It was just picking five that I fancied watching. Yeah, because so, you're not going to go into that and what choosing one you dislike, are you? Realistically, well, we say that. I've had a conversation today which might go against that a little bit. <laughs> right. So the five I chose, I think at least four of them are iconic vampire films. Yeah. So Interview with a Vampire. Right. Yeah. That, yeah I mean. Know. Based on the Anne Rice novels, it's got Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. And actually, I just really love that film. It's quite a slow film, but really good. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Completely over the top, but Gary Oldman is fantastic in it. Uh, Yeah, you can knock Keanu Reeves' British accent. And (laughs) you you may. It's it's not very knockable. But it's an iconic film. Lost Boys, classic 90s Kiefer Sutherland uh, mullet. (laughs) It's Maybe it hasn't aged as well, but it's of its time. And again, brilliant vampire film. Then you get to two. Right, Near Dark, not everyone knows about. Quite a low key. It's by Catherine Bigelow. Uh, Adrian Pazdar. You know Adrian Pazdar. Yeah, I know Adrian Pazdar. Yeah. Uh, do you know Near Dark, though? I think I've said Near Dark, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Again, it's a very, it's a very slow, low key 
uh, vampire film. Uh, and people didn't really seem to have a problem with that one. I think people overlooked it because I don't think everyone knows it. It was the fifth film that I chose that seemed to upset people because I chose to watch Daybreakers. Now, now the, the, the point was, in my mind, none of these vampire films were like the other. They were all different takes on vampires. Uh, and that one is the only one which could be deemed is set in the future. You know, it's got technology. It's about the vampires already established as community that people aren't really in existence anymore. And they're running out of humans to feed on, you know, and I just kind of like that. So I went in going, right, well, that's going to be different to all the others. I, I tell you what, everyone on my Facebook and my Instagram has an opinion over what I should have been watching. <laughs> uh, everyone kept going. I'm so disappointed you're not watching Blade. I I don't have Blade. I used to have it on VHS. Can't play that now. And I've just never upgraded to DVD. And my rule is when I have my movie days, I watch what I have on DVD. I don't yeah. watch what's setting streaming. I, I own things. So I want to watch what I own. That makes uh, sense. You've got a good collection. Yeah. So you might as well use it. But right. So uh, one of our friends, Carrie, said, you know, how did you get on with your vampire marathon? I went, I only watched the five, but I've got so many depending on how long lockdown goes on for, I might have another vampire uh, day. At which point she said, well, what else would you watch? I went, right. Now, if people got upset with my first selection, <laughs> they're definitely going to get upset with my second selection. And I listed a few. And in it, I included Twilight. Because I don't like Twilight, but I have it and it's still in its wrapper. And I feel like I should watch it at least because I own it. And also, since it's been a long time since I watched it, the last time I went to see one of the films, I think I was with you, and I fell asleep in it. Um, but I found out that Christian Ceratus is in it. Rosita from The Walking Dead. She's one of the she? friends. Yes. Well, I couldn't have told you that. Who so I'm knows? like, well, I'm going... And also, now Robert Pattinson is the next Batman, so I feel like I should watch him in something. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know what? I do own it. So I should lump that in there and go, right, I, I've got it. I'll watch it. I'm also going to watch Van Helsing. I quite like Van Helsing. I'm not going to apologise for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like Van Helsing. Yeah. Hey, Tobias. Hello. As we've just hit the one hour recording mark. Oh, dear. Shall we do our one <laughs> and only segment today? So before you announce what the, the subject is, it might be a good point to mention that today is, at least in America, National Free Comic Book Day. Is it? Yeah, I imagine that's not being upheld this year, um, <laughs> with all the you know the lockdown. And it's it's just I thought it's something I actually do, we do on the radio where we see what the national days are, see if it's relevant. And actually, it's convenient that today is National Free Comic Book Day, where they hand out free comic books and people are encouraged to donate to their comic book stores to help them run. But I thought that was quite an interesting one to lead into our segment. Character battle. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. But I will leave that in because that now explains that we're resting that for a week because we've not got many left. Casting count. <laughs> yeah. No, I, no, I enjoyed that. The thing is, if you hadn't laughed, I'd have accepted it and carried on because my mind didn't really. The problem is, the loud announcements, I don't really listen to till I edit because I then add, I then add the echo to it. But, so I'd have gone, oh, no. Then you'd have got a message going, can you just set up your, your, your mic and somehow send something to me, please? <laughs> or I'd have had to do it, and I don't want to do that. I, no, I'll I tell you what I'd have done. I'd have gone to one of the old episodes. Yeah, just do that. 
<laughs> so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what is what is not character battle? Ah, <laughs> uh, casting couch. Even do you mean that? Uh, yeah. So casting couch is every week. Well, not every week. Every episode, we uh, cast one of the X Men for the MCU because they're coming in at some point. So we're trying to get the what's the word there? What's the expression I'm looking for here? Heads up. No. Uh, the, the jump on them, really. To get, the get jump ahead on of the them. game. Get ahead yeah. Of the game. So we're we're casting the X Men to see. Actually, it'll be nice to know when they do cast these characters how close we are to yeah, the real we casting. Were, did we go the right direction with it? Did we go completely the wrong, or did we get it right? Yeah, that would be brilliant. And you know what? I want some sort of uh, percentage, if especially as a lot of these options. Yeah, they're yours. They're yours. Yeah. But the thing is, there's a couple, at least two or three of our selections, which I think are valid, as in are not unlikely. They they're good people who. I could see being picked for those roles. Some of them, I think, yes. are a bit a bit more out of the box ideas, but are right for it. But there's yes. a couple who I actually could see being cast. Yeah. Now, last episode, we had uh, the big, the big task of casting Wolverine, yeah. and I felt sure some of you lovely listeners would chip in with your own ideas. Not one of you people. Not one of you. Did that mean that you really loved our suggestions? Because they weren't great suggestions. Come on, people. Yeah. Well. We could have done better. <laughs> and I can't say 100% agree with the, the, the outcome. No, and it's one of mine, and I can't. Look, Norman Reedus currently sits as our Wolverine for the MCU. Now, that's manic canon now. That's manic canon. And it's more so. Which because... ironically would be my band name Manic <laughs> Canon. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Hello, so... we're Manic Canon. <laughs> That's very much in a Bill and Ted style. (laughs) (laughs) Right. uh, Now, because we cast Wolverine last episode, this week we are casting his arch nemesis, Victor Creed, a.k.a. Sabretooth. Now, I will say that when you announced we were doing Wolverine, we both agreed that was going to be a hard one to cast. Yeah. We we knew that was going to be hard. What I didn't expect was how hard I found Sabretooth to cast. I found it really easy because by the time I told you that's who we were casting, I already had three suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I already know one of them because I'm pretty sure we've discussed it on cast at least once. We we said that you wouldn't (laughs) choose that person. No, I wouldn't. I was definitely going to put The thing is, it's important before we get into this that I've had so many random names come through my head for this that I've gone, no, that's wrong, that's wrong. And until sitting down and pressing record, I hadn't settled on a single one. I had names in my head. Every week. But (laughs) but normally I have at least one that I'm coming in with. But I've got two names written down now that I have written during this process that I had in my head since the beginning that I've been working through, but I hadn't settled on them. But I've now got two names. I found this one really tough because of his physique and his look. Okay, now we've had two versions of Sabretooth in the 20th century Fox X-Men. Uh, in the very first X-Men film, uh, he was played by Tyler Maine, and I felt that he looked quite comic accurate. Yeah, yeah, but yeah they he did... had the long hair, didn't he? The growly face. He really just was a goon. They never really went into his past with Wolverine or anything like that. Then in X-Men Origins Wolverine, which we know is the best of all of the... Wolverine and X-Men films. Uh, <laughs> I said with sarcasm, just in case that didn't come across in the edit. <laughs> um, but the ca- they did give more character to Sabretooth, but he looks completely wrong. Yeah, he, he's he, they've gone the wrong way with it. Leaves Schreiber. 
no blonde, fluffy hair. Well, not fluffy, long hair. He's not big. Yeah. He's just got. They've given him like fangs and claws, and he growls a bit. That's literally their take on uh, Saber Two. So I would hope that the MCU do better than yeah. that. I I have faith in Big Kev. Um, right. So normally, actually, we will start with me, but then. I'll take both of yours because I've got three. Okay. I reckon at least one of them will have come up with the same person. I've got two. I've also written a third one down because I just remembered that when we first said about doing it, I instantly, while recording the last podcast, Googled someone to check they were who I thought they were and went, oh, I like that person, but actually he's too friendly looking. <laughs> right. Well, I will start off because this is the one that we agreed I was, I was delivering. <laughs> Yeah. So I can never say his name, but my first suggestion for Sabretooth is Joe Manganiello. Is that how you say his name? That's Joe how Manganiello. I'd say Manganiello, but I, don't, I think you're right. I don't know. I'm saying it phonetically, but that may not be how it actually sounds. I've not heard anyone say it. Yeah. But basically, he plays Elzid in True Blood, and recently he was Deathstroke in his little appearance in like Batman versus no, it wasn't Batman versus Superman, was it? It was uh, Justice League. That was where he was. He was meant to be in the next Batman film, but that's not happening now. Um, but I think he's big. Um, he's actually that, quite. That is a key feature of Saber. He is a big dude. He's got to be bigger than Wolverine by some yeah. way. Yeah. And we've actually cast. Well, in case you don't know, we have cast Norman Reedus. Well, actually, we su- I suggested Norman Reedus. I never thought for one second that you guys would actually vote him. No. Um, but he's our Wolverine now. So... The, the other one he came up against was Luke Evans, wasn't it? Who was also my suggestion. And I, I've seen clips of him since then, Luke Evans, and I kind of went, oh, yeah, I can see the Wolverine. But oh, nope. I, well, he's actually on, like, fan suggestions generally, but didn't, didn't win. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, so uh, Joe is much bigger than Norman Reedus. Yeah, uh, yeah and he, he's been a werewolf, so that actually kind of plays into it. Yeah, he's got the he's got the growly face, as I call it. He looks angry quite well. Yeah, uh, but also he's a decent enough actor that he could be given story. Yeah, he's not going to yeah. just be a goon who works for Magneto. He can actually have his own backstory and actually come up against the goodies. And you may even you may care about him. I don't know. Maybe, if you maybe. Yeah. So that's okay. my first suggestion. Who's okay, your cool. first suggestion? Right, well, I'm going to switch my two around because my the one I've got written down as my first at the moment, I think is a little bit... You're less likely to agree. Okay. So I'm going to switch it around and actually... Because the, 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 the one that I'm now going to put out second is a little bit older. Um, so the, my first one is Jason Momoa. Who was my second suggestion. I said, <laughs> I knew that we'd come up with the same person. Yes. Just because he's big, he's already got long hair. Yeah. No, honestly, I actually think he'd be perfect for it. Yeah. And the, one of the reasons and, why... And he's so much better than my second one. <laughs> he, the, re, the reason why he wouldn't be my top choice is that Tom Holland has suggested Jason Momoa to play Kevin the Hunter in Spider-Man 3. Okay, I mean, I could see it, but yeah. Yeah, I think he'd make a better Sabretooth, personally. Yeah. Now, I can say this is the first time in MCU history that we've come up with the same casting. We've done quite well for how many we've done. Yeah. And actually, it's probably quite good casting. And the more I read my other one, I hate it. (laughs) Well, when I first said said it, right, the next, I'm going to give you my next one anyway, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the thing is, when. 
if you Google Sabretooth and open his wiki page, the yeah. picture that they used on his wiki page, let me just check, I've got it here, yeah, is the the image that made me see this person. The problem is, he's significantly older, and I hate it now I'm reading it more every time, and I'm a yeah. little bit embarrassed to read it out loud. I wanted to do it, bring it. Ron Perlman. Oh, no, okay, in all sick? fairness... I can see no, it. I now think he's too old. Young, younger Ron Perlman would actually be perfect. Because he would I, actually be... To be honest, he's got the what, the square head, which actually, when you look at when you look at all the drawings, he is drawn with this very cuboid head. Now, you know what? I don't hate it, because I see where you're going with it. I think you, it's you've given out. You've given worse in the past, and you've been proud of them. <laughs> and they've won. Yeah, I know. Um, actually, no, I don't hate that. If if we were looking for an old Sabredoof, yeah, then actually, there's nothing it's, wrong it's, with that. It's suggestion. the age that plays against it. All right, shall I bring out my yes, please? Technically third, technically yeah. third option. Yeah. And I thought because you seemed to know this actor anyway. Okay. Um, so my technically third, but it will be my second because you've taken Jason. Yes. Uh, is Ryan Hurst. Beta. Oh, yeah. I did I did think about Beta. I just don't think he looks, ironically, tough and manly enough to be this. There is that thing. He's quite a smiley person when he's not got and actually, a even, zombie mask even on. Looking at, when you look at Beta, Beta is... He's not, what, he's not like muscly. He's just big. He, he's big. Uh, but then we've said we we want a fight between Negan and Beta because they are the biggest like big two guys compared yeah. to the rest of the cast. Beta, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. big. Uh, yeah. And I just kind of thought, especially with us now having cast Norman Reedus as uh, Wolverine, because remember who our Magneto is, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we honestly because I I've been looking back over our castings. We do go to Walking Dead quite a lot. <laughs> uh, Walking Dead have, has come through. Uh, so, Ryan Hurst, really, I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy, so I haven't seen him in anything else. Uh, He's I only... more saber-toothy in Walking Dead than he is Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Well, I I needed a backup because I felt sure. Huh. I, and I was correct. You came well, up the, with Jason Momoa. The Mamau. fact of the matter is that I kind of chose Jason Momoa about 20 minutes ago. So that's that was luck. But yeah, because the thing is, he was... It's the size that I was I was looking at, but I did struggle with with Sabretooth significantly. Okay, so we've got Joe Manganiello, or however you say his name, Jason Momoa, uh, Ryan Hurst from my suggestion, and Ron Perlman. There are four. Okay, uh, then actually, I mean they're not terrible. I think they're a strong four, stronger than our Wolverine casting. Yeah, I agree. I think in a way it's because. Sabretooth is a like when you look at Sabretooth, you know the the look you want to go for. Where Wolverine, the look we've used to already is the wrong look. Yes, yes. So we, I mean, with with Sabretooth, you know you've got to go big, you've got to go tough and yes. animalistic. And I think that's kind of what we've we've gone for. And I do think the MCU, if they have Sabretooth, will go that way. They won't yeah. go the origins way. They won't just put fangs and claws on someone. They they'll oh, go just silly, proper... wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, cool. Well, that concludes... Casting Couch! I forgot what it was called. I can tell, I can tell, I can tell. It's cool, it's cool. <laughs> I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, obviously this episode comes out on Wednesday. Um, 
that's not the day we're recording it though secrets hey mm. oh. uh, but every day i've just started in conjunction with our manic film club that we do uh i'm doing polls every day of 64 movie directors whittling them down to the best ever uh the only stipulation is that they must be living so i've not gone for any dead so no wes craven else i would love to have put wes craven in yeah. uh but so uh, yesterday was our first day. There's four directors every day. Uh, and it's up to you guys on our Twitter to vote for which one of the four you think is the best director. And eventually we'll end up one. And it should take an entire month to get through it. So there's a new poll every day. Get voting. Excellent, excellent. While we're mentioning the Manic Film Club, the yeah. next film that we will be watching and reviewing is High Flying Bird or Birds. I can't remember if it's plural or non-plural. No, it's an individual bird. High Flying <laughs> Bird on Netflix. So that will come out a week from today when this episode came out, so next Wednesday. So if you haven't watched it already and you want to watch along, you've got one week. Yeah. Other than that, you can check us out on Twitter, as Tobias has already said, which is, again, at the Manic with two N's. Very, Very important. important. It doesn't. Ah. <laughs> no, that one went weird. But no, that one went. As I say, aside from Tobias's polls, if anything interesting is happening with us, or if there's any updates we want to tell you about, that is where you're gonna be able to listen to him. Really, our Twitter is very active at the moment. Yeah, Tobias's polls are all over it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you can also check out the Tumblr, which is Manic Podcast, nice and simple, yeah. as well as our Instagram, which I promise I will start updating again at some point. He will never do that. <laughs> that's true i still have the wolverine picture saved to my phone <laughs> oh, that's, that's outdated now indeed 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 yeah other than that it's time to buy us to say goodbye bye people have a lovely week until we talk to you next stay safe and almost as importantly stay manic mm-hmm.